Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Face Turn Podcast. My name is Noah Trombley, joined as always by the pun master himself, Mike Rifkin. Lawrence uh, Patrick Lang is not with us tonight as he is not feeling well. We wish him the best. Um, in the, in it his is, future endeavors. In his future endeavors, yes, of course. Uh, Mike, how you doing tonight, my man? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, now, so kind of fits in with what we're talking about today. Uh, the real reason we're doing this podcast tonight is we have to react to some more WWE releases. Um, it was announced this past Wednesday. We're doing this on Thursday, the June 3rd. So this was released. This was announced on June 2nd. It was released. It announced that WWE has re- had released six more talent from their contract. And these talent... This was a big list, Mike. This we these were some big names, I think, in my opinion, as these names were Santana Garrett, Ruby Riot, Buddy Murphy, Lana, Alistair Black, and Braun Strowman. Now, yeah, so it's obviously some big names getting released from WWE. Um, Mike, do you and I share the same opinion? I think Strowman's the more shocking one here. I think Strowman and I'm going to be honest. I think Strowman and Lana are the big two. Right. Uh, yeah. Two big ones. Uh, obviously, Strowman was just in the WWE title match at, at Backlash, which was only a couple weeks ago. Lana, I think you said this, mentioned to me, Mike, just got a new contract, which is crazy to for them to do this. So, But, Mike, I'll let you have the floor for a minute, man. Uh, just your initial reaction to the releases. Uh, stunned, disappointed. I, I mean, you and I talked about this a little bit yesterday as we were just hanging out. Like, there were other names that you could have released that aren't doing much. Like, what is Jinder Mahal doing that, you know, he gets to say? What is Jeff Hardy doing that he's staying? There's so many other variables, but Braun Strowman was just like you just mentioned, Braun Strowman just wrestled for the WWE title. Lana just wrestled on Raw. Aleister Black just debuted a new character, and they were going to start a feud with Big E. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's very, very weird. The, these releases are coming at a very weird time. Um, just to really quickly uh, comment, um, so I have all the reactions of these people to the releases. Um. Alistair Black, a.k.a. Tommy N, tweeted, quote, I'm gathering my thoughts. This was a complete left field for me, as obviously we just started the Dark Father character, but this was it. Thank you so much, WWE Universe, for allowing me to create and give you small bits of myself. Uh, Braun Strowman tweeted, uh, quote, what a chapter in life. Uh, thank you to the WWE fans. Uh, Ruby Riot, real name Heidi Loveless. Really long Instagram post. Basically, she thanked the fans, said she was honored to be a part of the of the squad of the riot squad and a part of the women's locker room in WWE. Um, Liv Morgan reacted, saying, "Whoever's looking up to get Heidi Loveless on their roster, you win." Sasha Banks and Bailey both agreeing with her. So high praise for Ruby Riot in in that regard. Uh, Lana. Real name CJ Perry tweeted, I will never forget the fans and the love they showed me, whether it was a tank, power suits, flags, crush, Rusev, 900 partners, weddings or tables. I tried to always entertain you and you definitely elevated me. Thank you. Um, And then, of course, and then Buddy Murphy tweeted. So today ends my eight years with WWE. What a crazy ride. Highest of highs, lowest of lows. But whether I had three minutes or 20 minutes, I put all my effort into my performances. Nothing is harder when all you want to do is wrestle, but you can't. In my opinion, I haven't even hit my peak yet. So, obviously, what's crazy to me about this, Mike, is not only was this was this a shock, I think, for a lot of fans, but this was a shock to the wrestlers as well. Like we just saw, Aleister Black basically say this was out of left field. I, I mean, you just debuted a new character for him. Like, what what was the point of writing writing him back in just to release him? That to me that makes no sense. It really doesn't. And so I talked this about you uh, to this with you um, yesterday. Um, there's a tin foil hat conspiracy part of me that believes that 
I think because here's the thing we've talked about how WWE shouldn't have money problems because of the Fox billion dollar deal because of the Peacock billion dollar deal. But I think there are more problems at WWE than we realize. I mm-hmm. again, I have three reasons why I believe this is true. One, obviously WWE lost a lot of money from not being able to tour this year. Um, I haven't been able to find a, a solid number on this, but some rough estimates estimate that from the year of touring that they lost, they lost about 800 to $900 million in revenue that they would have made over the past year. So think about it right there. There's basically one of your big billion dollar deals gone just to mm-hmm. recuperate your losses from not touring. So you have obviously that and obviously more mounting pressures of you had to build the Thunderdome. You have to move the Thunderdome every week. That's a lot of money, I feel like, for WWE to do that kind of stuff. Two, second reason. These releases, like we just said, Mike, not only to us, but to the wrestlers, they're coming out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, here's the thing. you Like we said, Aleister Black was what? On the latest episode of SmackDown last week? Yep. You're not putting him on the show if you think you're going to release him. If you have it in your mind that you're going to release him, you're not putting him on the show. You're, you're changing the show to take him off. So that, to me, shows that they did not know about. They didn't decide to release him until at least a couple days before they actually did it. Okay, so let me ask you this on, on your theor- part of your theory. The superstars know they're not traveling. Correct? Yeah. So if management went up to you and said, listen, because we're losing money, we're not traveling. How about we we can't give you what we promised you in the deal, but when we can travel again, we'll, insu- we'll make sure that we can pay you everything that we owe you. But... Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know if these people were asked that. That's an interesting point. Um, I don't know if maybe there was. They tried. WWE tried to work out some, not backdoor, but secondary deals of. Hey, you know, we're in a, just a hole right now, and we want to pay you, but you know, we're not touring. We're no. You know, we're losing a lot of money. We just physically can't pay you right now. You know, we 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 have a return date for touring. Let's get to there, and then we will give you what you're owed in spades because obviously I do think that here's the thing. I think when WWE and AEW return to touring, I think every arena is going to be full. Oh, hundred percent. Here's the other thing. Why don't you ask a big money star to say, Hey, we need to leave some money for some of the other talent. Do you mind taking a little bit of a cut until we get back to touring? That's the other thing you could have done. Yeah, who knows? And, and maybe they did do that. Maybe they didn't. You know, we ha- I guess we have to wait to find out. So that's the second part of my theory. The third part of my theory is, didn't the Peacock deal, by, Peacock buying the WWE Network, that kind of came out of left field, didn't it? Yeah. It kind of happened quick. Because here was the thing. We had heard for months about WWE negotiating new contracts for the Fox, for the SmackDown deal. We knew months in advance that, hey, they're talking to Fox. They're talking to ESPN. They're talking to CBS. They're talking to NBC. They're talking to a lot of people. And we heard the talks month after month after month until finally it was announced that Fox had attained the rights. Mm-hmm. This Peacock deal, it, there, was no, there were no rumblings about it on you know, Fightful, on Wrestling Observer Radio. There was no indication that this was happening. And then just boom. One day, WWE goes, yeah, Peacock bought, bought up the WWE, WWE Network. We sold it to them for a billion dollars. And, oh, yeah, by the way, it's happening in, like, three and a half weeks. It was like, whoa, that's kind of out of nowhere. So, to me, that, to me, screams, Mike, I don't know if it does for you, that screams panic selling. Oh, yeah, that's a panic move. You know, you know we have to make money now. Just throw the network out there and see who's going to take it. Oh, Peacock was willing to take it for a billion. Perfect. Sell it. You know, you, you, 
normal times you could just bid seller and seller highest bid wins, but who knows? I, I mean, my thing is just this. These are either important pieces or pieces that were just never properly used. And uh, that's the most frustrating part for me. It's, oh, we can't find anything for Alistair Black to do, but we can have four or five different segments with the same group of people. Right. And the second they do find Black something to do, they release it. If you're now, again, we don't know this, but we do know the Zelina Vega story. And if this was a way to get back at her because they're married in real life, then you should just cut them with her. Yeah, you should have done that. Same thing with Lana and Rusev. I know it's Miro and AEW, but could have done the same thing. Yeah, um, it's crazy what how they've handled this. And I was reading an article from Sports Illustrated that said, in just the last year alone, WWE has released almost fifty to sixty employees, including active wrestlers, backstage roles tech department it's it's like man they really are cleaning house at the current moment I, I mean you're cleaning house but the product still sucks yeah the product still sucks there's no doubt about that but I do wonder what's going on behind the scenes because it, 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 all these moves that have happened like I said the the releases come out of nowhere obviously like I said, I don't think they know about Aleister Black until a couple of days before because if he's if he's not if he's getting released, why is he on SmackDown the day the week the week before promoting a new feud? Why is he doing that? I also want there was a tweet he put out thanking Paul Heyman, saying Paul Heyman was a guy who had his back since day one. Well, Paul Heyman does no talent. No, that's my thing is. Alistair Black could have just been a Paul Heyman guy. <laughs> you had, right. I mean, I, look, this is what frustrates me. Like we we watch Alistair Black in NXT, and we're like, oh my god, this is this is a guy. This is a guy you could build around. And then, what did everyone say about Alistair Black, Mike? He was the next Undertaker. The, the entrance. We were at Mania thirty five. Yep. That was the best, probably outside of the maybe the Cena entrance or the main event entrances. That was your best entrance, hundred percent. And they they found a way to ruin it, right? Like you you can't find a way to ruin something unless you go out of your way to do it. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So just real quick, my kind of just branching off a little bit here. Did uh, did you see the report from I believe it was Fightful or or Wrestle Votes or something like that? That apparently Alistair Black pitched the idea to he wanted to go after KO. Mm-hmm. Remember when he feuded with KO there originally he, before the Dark Father character? Yes, the random Kevin Owens feud. Random Kevin Owens. So apparently the plan was going to be he was going to feud with Owens. Then he was going to feud with Murphy because like, they all create, they were like the creator of like why he became this like vicious monster. Then he was going to go after Rollins because Rollins was the reason that uh, Murphy turned on black. Mm-hmm. Then he was going to feud with the fiend because the fiend was the reason that Rollins turned on basically everybody. And then he was going to feud with Vince himself. I did not read this. I read the thing that Vince turned down him fighting for the U.S. title. Which, well, again, that's also crazy. Like, why not? You just U.S. Uh, title. The, isn't- the reason behind that was he wanted it for a live crowd. Which, by the way, you can't. You don't know when this thing was going to end. Right. Exactly. So, what what are you doing? Yeah, it's it's a very odd, just just very weird circumstance. Just to like I said, just to release these people when they were just employed, you know, and they were doing stuff just mere days ago. This wasn't, you know, 
this wasn't like all oh, like these people haven't been seen. I mean, in some cases it was like the case of Murphy. We haven't seen Murphy in what three months, yeah. three four months. I, I mean, when was the last time we saw him? It was he was he ran he ran starting to date Ray's daughter. Is that well, then he, well, then remember he came back for that one episode and he randomly like returned to Seth. Yep, he became like Seth's disciple again. Um. So, yeah, well, you know, this obviously has been really shocking news throughout the wrestling world because, again, these are some big names that have been released, and it just com- kind of compiles on with, I mean, hell, we just did an episode, what, a month ago, Mike, about more releases of, like, Samoa Joe and the Iconics and all these people who just got let go out of nowhere. And we, we keep talking about it. It's just... Look, I will. There's. Listen, if you go to these people, I'm sure they understand the circumstance of having to take a little bit of a pay cut during this time. But you just announced you're going on tour next month. Mm-hmm. You are going to live events next month. Yeah. And we, you just said we we think people will fill the building, but you know why people will not fill the building? Because the product sucks right now. Mm-hmm. It, it really does. So, so, so we Braun Strowman just fought for the WWE title. He was the third guy in a random triple threat match that just should have that that blew that was great. Mm-hmm. Black we just talked about, but but let's go to those previous releases first. The Iconics are former uh, women's tag champs. Those. Titles meant something. Now you're just playing, not hot potato, but you just throw two people together and think that's a tag team. That's not how this works. Mm-hmm. Mickey James is a legend. I, I don't care what people say. Mickey James is a damn legend in this. In the and will be the WWE Hall of Fame one day. I, I, absolutely. You know, Samoa Joe was killing it on commentary. So, and then you've miraculously i'm not saying they pay him a lot of money because i don't know and i love the dude but they miraculously found a way to get pat mcafee to broadcast smackdown Mm -hmm. but like that's not cheap and eva marie's coming back eva marie's coming back i must listen there's a part of me i don't want to think this i think there's a part of me that thinks this month next month you're gonna see brock yeah, Rock's probably. Scene is probably coming back for for the the SmackDown with fan, the live SmackDown with fans when they could do that. Mm-hmm. Which so these are these are all people who are going to cost money. It's just I I don't want to curse, but it's BS. It is because it again, like we don't know the full story. We don't know is this because of legit budget reasons? Is this because of just they just want to get more big name talent in there and scrap all the um all the fluff? But that kind of goes into another rumor that I want to bring up, Mike. And I I know I I think you don't have much stake in this claim, but a lot of people do believe that this is true, and that's the rumor that. Vince McMahon might sell WWE or at the very least WWE is up for sale. Now this rumor comes from uh, former WWE writer, Dave Schilling, who when Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful reported that, you know, they had learned of the releases of Strowman, Black, Riot, Lana, Garrett, and Murphy. Schilling then tweeted, um, I think WWE is for sale. He went on to say that you don't cut talent assets on this level unless you are trying to maximize profits before a sale. Braun is a legit top guy, a former world champion, and a merchandise mover. Aleister Black was getting a push on TV last week. This is very telling. So according to his logic and according to what he's seeing, he believes that Vince McMahon might be ready to sell WWE. So these are cost-cutting moves to further look like the company is making money so they can sell at a bigger profit. Um, Mike, I'll throw it to you. How much do you how much do you have stake in these rumors? Zero point five. I, I mean, this is this is one of the things for me. I'll believe it when I see it. 
Um, I I thought if there was going to be a time to sell, it would have been, you know, 10, 10, 11 years ago or something when the product was kind of really unwatchable. Mm-hmm. That's when I thought, but, you know, I mean, anything is possible here. But I'm trying to think of who's buying this. Who right now? Who's buying this? See, that's the problem. I don't know. Right. So, is Jeff Bezos going to buy it and put put everything on Amazon Prime? I mean, I don't know how any of this is going to work. I I don't think Vince is like I I would feel. I, I would say Vince is more likely to step down than say, sell. Maybe Vince doesn't want to sit down, so that's why he is going to sell. I don't t- to me that would have to be more of a family decision than just him being straight up. Mm-hmm. But like I, I I get it. What he's done for forget the company for the industry and the business itself. To me. He's got. He's in his what mid seventies. Mm-hmm. Believe mid seventies. Uh, I I could totally Google that, but I, I, how I much? How how much do you? Seventy five. Okay, so how much do you want? How much more money do you need? Is my question. Mm-hmm. But like to to me. At some point, you're doing it for the love of what you do it for. It's not about the money anymore. Mm. And to me, he—he's—I—I I don't know, but I'm ass- assuming he's pretty far set. Mm-hmm. I—I would—I pr- don't want to say it because I don't know, but I'm sure Shane and Stephanie are pretty set too. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure they're set too. Um, I just wanted to read you one more quote here before you continue, Mike. Uh, this is from okay. Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Observer Live. He said, quote, I do know and can report this, re- mentioning the um, the selling. There are a lot of people in and out of WWE and the business, quote, fans. It's no secret. Everybody believes Nick Khan is setting this company up to be sold. How do you say that it's budgetary, budgetary reasons when you're making us so much profit? Well, you say it's budgetary reasons when you decide the amount of money that you're going to spend on talent. Everything is being pared down. They are setting themselves up for a sale. That is my belief. So, seriously, thing, Mike, I know you don't have a lot of stake in this, but there are a lot of people outside this business do believe, do have stake in this. And I'm not going to lie. I think there's a lot of stake in this, too, because the – because, again, the things I just mentioned with the with the struggling budget reasons – those could also feed into these rumors because if you're trying to sell WWE, what's, what's going to be great to, to sell to the uh, buyers. Oh, Hey, we just signed a five-year billion dollar contract with Fox. That's good till 2023 or 2024. We just also uh, sold the network to, to Peacock for another billion dollars. So you got that money to look forward to. Oh, Hey, we just also cut all these wrestlers. So you have almost a clean slate of who you want to start with and you have all this money you saved from them to start with. So I have a lot of stake in these rumors because a lot of these moves, they feed into that, that mindset of we're trying to sell. Is Nick Khan related to Tony Khan? I will look that up. I I, I mean, look, I get it. I think it's fair. To, to guess that I'm uh, in this market right now that we're in, I want to know who's buying it. Like I, I you can't sit. I, I kind of, so I don't, he, he's not related to con. I believe he is the president and chief revenue officer at WWE. So that again, makes sense. I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I, I just don't know. The, the thing for me is, you, I, I don't want to say this is about money. I don't want to hear that. To me, the problem is these people had storylines going, and all of a sudden they get thrown away. Mm-hmm. Like, well, here's the thing. I'm not saying this is a good move. I'm just saying it, it just makes sense for what they might oh, be trying I, to I'm do. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying for 
everyone else. It's just, it's straight up, when we have to talk releases, it straight up sucks. It really does. And but, but now we're talking about releasing people who are playing who are playing a somewhat pivotal role. Right. We're not sitting here talking about oh, you, you know, like when we talked a couple of weeks ago, well, Mickey James hadn't been on TV, so okay, that one kind of makes sense. But the others were Samoa Joe was killing it on commentary. Mm-hmm. The Iconics, we, we could sit here and argue all day. You should just never freaking broke them up, and then you would have had something to do with them. Right, exactly. Like, how many people on the roster do we look at now and go, well, they're just kind of floating around and they're doing nothing? Like, this is not a knock because dude is does what he does. The only reason you keep our truth around is because of the stupid 24-7 title. Yeah, without that, Archer's got nothing. Right. That's probably the reason why Tazawa is still there. It's probably the reason Drew Gulak's still there. Because you're not doing anything with these guys except for comedy stuff. And look, I'm I'm sure those people aren't making the same money as the people you cut. But they're also not do, being asked to do the same job. Mm-hmm. They just have to go look stupid and that's it. Right. And to me, enough's enough. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing, Mike. We might be talking about more releases at this rate. <laughs> you know? Because these releases, like we said, came out of left field. I remember just re- I remember waking up yesterday morning and turning on my phone just to see WWE releases Braun Strowman. I was like, what? Yeah, Adam, our friend Adam sent me that in our group chat, and he was like, oh. WT, you know, WTF. Like, what is this? Like, why? So, so, but who knows? Um, there's a lot to focus on with this. You know, is the, are these just budget tutorial reasons that they're getting cut? Is this maybe part of a bigger plan to actually sell WWE? Which, if that's the case, Mike, I mean, that will be honestly one of the biggest news in wrestling for probably the last, of probably the last decade. What if he sold it to Ted Turner, Eric Bischoff, WCW, the there return is, of WCW? I can tell, okay, I can tell you one thing, Mike. You said there's 0.5% chance he sells. There is 0% chance he would sell a Ted Turner. <laughs> Absolute zero. Um, so worth it, though. Well, who knows, though? It could be a conglomerate. Maybe just a bunch of people are getting together to try to buy WWE. But so this so is if he is selling, I, I do want to make a note. If he is selling. Make sure it's better than what it's been. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, uh, that's all I'm asking for. And hopefully the people who buy it understand wrestling better than... Well, I don't mean to say it like that, because Vince McMahon, I think, understands wrestling. He just... He won't evolve with wrestling, basically. In, in other words, he's kind of out of touch. Right. Because it's crazy to think, because like Vince really is the godfather of wrestling. He He's the reason wrestling is as big as it is today. I mean, he wasn't the godfather. The godfather was the godfather. Right. But you know what I mean? Yes. So, but obviously, yes, we will keep, we will keep all you guys updated on. Oh, one last thing. Cause I had mentioned this to Adam and it, it keeps crossing my mind because we keep talking about him selling. What if it's the rock? That that would be something. I like, like that. That's the one person I've really been saying. What if he's buying it? I mean, it would make sense because then maybe uh, uh, Vince is giving The Rock a good deal, maybe or something. And, and, and there'll probably be something in there where Vince could stay on board mm. if he wants to. I mean, there is. There's something to, to me. That's the guy. Yeah. I don't know how true it is. I'm not throwing it out there. But what if? It, remember, he bought the XFL. He did. And what if you could combine the two? And he buys the XFL, and he buys the WWE. I, t- I tell you what, that would be 
incredible story. That'd be incredible news. Like we would, we could, I can tell you right now, folks, if that happens, we will be on that podcast like that night. And I'll tell you what, we could definitely smell what the rock is cooking. Oh, 100% we could smell what the rock is cooking. Um, but oh my but, god, then you could do a whole storyline of the rock is actually the head of the table. Oh, you actually could. Wow. Oh my god, that'd be crazy. Well, we'll keep an eye out on this whole situation with the releases and possibly selling WWE. We'll keep all you guys updated and uh, you know, again, just keep your eyes peeled because stuff could go down in a hurry here. It stuff's really starting to I think snowball and it could get interesting here in the next couple months, especially as snowballs we head towards in the summer. Yeah, no ball, no snowballs in the summer, but it, it's getting close. Um all right, well, let's talk about a couple other things before we wrap up tonight. Uh, Mike, I know you wanted to hit on this. You wanted to hit on the um, amazing uh, main event that was announced for NXT TakeOver in your house, I believe two, that's going to take place uh, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, which is June 13th. Uh, that main event is going to be Karrion Cross defending his NXT Championship in a fatal five-way against Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne, and Johnny Gargano. Okay, so there's one product WWE has right now that's worth watching, and it's NXT. But th- th- this is like this is a WrestleMania esque main event mm-hmm. for for NXT fans. This, this is this is gonna be awesome. We talk about it all the time. When you think of like the Mount Rushmore, I guess you could call it of what is modern NXT. These five guys along with Champa and Balor are probably at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. And maybe Keith Lee as well. But I mean, we talked about how we've always talked about how good crosses the Cole and O'Reilly stuff could st- still going on. That's so good. And then you just, you look at it and just, this is what a main event match looks like. 100%. Like, like the Hell in a Cell or whatever they're going to call it main event is either going to be Roman versus whoever or it's Lashley versus McIntyre, which we've had the last three pay-per-views or so. But this is different. This mm-hmm. is a five-way that, that's just different. You don't always see it. So – Kudos to NXT. It's going to be an epic match. It's going to be an epic show. Probably. It will. It will. And we'll, we'll do pre- predictions for it uh, later on. But I do want to bring up one thing, Mike, because I do want to bring up something about this main event that you talked about. And I love, I just love how they set it up. Because yes. NXT, God dang it, they built a new star in carrying Cross because Cross just comes out and says, Yeah, screw it. I want them all. I'm that good and I'm that dominant. Yeah, give me all of them. I'll take them all out. So, so for those who don't understand the context, there was a triple threat match this past week between Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano, and Kyle O'Reilly, which was interrupted by Adam Cole, who just beat the crap out of all three of them. Mm-hmm. And then he called Cross out, and they had an epic promo. Oh my god, the pro! I and again, I love another thing. I love how Adam Cole was not afraid of Cross. No, and then William Regal comes out, and he's saying whatever he's saying, and Cross goes, "Regal, shut up." I think I think he was going to announce like a fatal four way to determine a number one contender. Uh, Yeah, and Cross goes, "Shut up, Regal. I want them all." And then Regal just goes. You've got it. You've so, got it. This is going to be an awesome show. Oh, they've created a new star in Carrying Cross, and I can't wait to see this match. This is going to be epic. We'll obviously give you guys our predictions for it as we get closer to the show. Obviously, we got a week and a half before we get to the show. Um, so obviously keep your keep your seatbelts on for that one because that's going to be an amazing uh, fatal five way match. Um, but let's shift gears quickly, real quick, to AEW, which had their double or nothing show this past Sunday. Um, we're just going to run through the matches real quick to uh, kind of go over, you know, what we thought of the show and just, you know, 
it was a hard show to watch. I mean, I remember not because of that, but because I, I don't know for you, Mike, uh, I just couldn't buy it this year. I just, I didn't have the funds available and I tried to stream it and I just couldn't find it. So but we'll go through the stuff that we can and we'll discuss what we liked about the show and what we didn't. Um, let's start with uh, Cody Rhodes pins Anthony Ogago uh, to win. Obviously, the big thing with this was Cody Rhodes was, quote, the American dream Cody Rhodes. He's no longer the American nightmare, but this is only for a one night only. Uh, Mike, what do you think about Cody Rhodes donning the American dream gimmick? Um, I, I don't hate it because it honors Dusty. But at the same time, it's kind of just like it's unnecessary. We yeah. know who you we know who you are. And so I got the whole gimmick because he was buried under the flag by a go-go. I would have just liked if he stuck with Nightmare, but I, I don't have a real problem with him going his dream. It just to me, it's I don't have a, it's, I don't have a problem either. My only thing with it, like, is that he didn't come out to American Dream the theme. Well, I wonder if WWE owns the rights to that. I could, and I forgot about that. That kind of sucks uh, though, because that would have been great if he'd been able to come out as that. Yeah, like really hammered home. That would have been great. Uh, but obviously, Cody Rhodes beat Anthony Gogo. We we knew that was going to happen. We knew. Yeah, Cody once Rhodes... you come out and say you're going to be the American Dream, he's going over. He's going over. There's no way he's not. Which not that I hate that, but you could have had a go-go win and you could have written Cody off for a little bit because I don't know when Brandy's due, but I would assume it's close. Right, exactly. Brandy Rhodes' his wife is pregnant, so he's yeah, going to so have to he could have been off. written off for a little bit, but uh, he went over, which it's fine. You know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. But um, All right, uh, up next we had Adam Page beating Brian Cage um, in the opening match. Uh, I think the only thing really take away from this match, Mike, was Adam Page is over as hell. Oh, yeah. And Brian Cage deserves better. I know why Adam Page is going over. We've talked about that plenty of times. We think he's next in line. He is. Um, But I want to see Brian Cage get a little bit more of a push. He debuted at, at a ladder match last year and then immediately fought Moxley. And then he had the Darby Sting feud, and it's just okay. He he should be in the TNT title or picture or something like that. I think he'll get there. No. But obviously, like this match was made to put over Adam Page, and oh, it was hard hitting. It was it excellent. Was. Uh, I'll get into what I think Adam Page is doing later, but it's pretty obvious. Um. Up next, we had the Young Bucks defeating Eddie Kingston and John Moxley to retain the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Oh my God, Mike! I've seen the I've seen the highlights from this match. Holy crap! This match looked that excellent. It was when you have arguably the best tag team in the world one of the best wrestlers in the, and two of the best wrestlers in the world because Eddie Kingston holds his own as well. And here's here's the thing, Mike, I want to say this real quick. This isn't like WWE like throwing together two random people. Moxley and Kingston have history. Yeah, they're friends and they've battled. They know each other. The, the thing that gets me, and, and I get it, it's because they're heels, but the Bucks don't need... Gallows and Anderson with them and Don Cows. They don't need that. I mm-hmm. get what the, they're going for. But, you know, the, the match was just excellent. It was great. Go check it out. 100%. Check out the whole show. Yeah. Um, up next, we had Jungle Boy winning the Casino Battle Royal to earn himself an AEW World title opportunity. Uh, I don't know about you, Mike. I Welcome surprise for me. Really just... I know Jungle Boy is not going to win the title, but you know what? I like when when these younger up and coming guys they just get a world title shot. Like, okay, you're going to get a world title shot. Let's see what you can do in a one on one match. And, and ju- this isn't the first time they've done a lot with Jungle Boy since the creation of AEW. Mm-hmm. He fought Jericho in a great match. He's had great tag team matches along with Luchasaurus. But to me, I, I'm and this is not a knock. 
I'm just so happy they didn't let Christian win. They didn't have Christian win this. Mm-hmm. Because I that would have set me not over an edge. It, it would have just drove driven me insane because here comes the guy from the other company. He's a big name and he's just gonna win the battle royal. Yeah. To get a shot. It's just all right, that's not necessary. It's good that was a homegrown talent that not homegrown, but a home talent that's getting the, the rub. Although I really thought someone else could have won this. I don't know. I don't think they were in the match, but I was really having a feeling about something. Someone else. Who who was that? Paul White was going to win this match. Oh, there's no way they would have done that. Uh, listen, it, it creeped into my mind. Oh, yeah, no, no, if no, no, no. Moving on. Uh, uh, Miro takes on Lance Archer for the TNT Championship. Miro goes over to retain. You know what, Mike? This is one of my favorite types of matches. This is big boys hitting each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, same. Um, I, I'm Look, uh, Lance Archer, again, also another guy who deserves a little bit of, of, of run somewhere. But, man, they just put the belt on Miro, and he's he's going with it. He's I really with thought it. they were going to have maybe Jake Roberts turn on Archer, but that hasn't happened yet. Oh no, Miro gets the dominant win, which is what should happen. And oh, I can't wait to see what comes out of this run for Miro. It's gonna be so great. Um, I think he'll call every day Miro Day. I hope he does. That'd be fantastic. Um, all right, up next we had Britt Baker finally upsetting or not upsetting, but finally defeating Hikaru Shida to become the new AEW women's champion. Thank, not thank God, but finally Britt Baker gets ascended to the top. Not, not, no disrespect to Hikaru Shida. She was fantastic as AEW Women's Champion. But it was, I think a lot of people shared the sentiment, Mike. It was one of those reigns where, okay, it's run its course, time for someone new. Mm-hmm. And Britt Baker's the perfect woman to do it. And she finally can... She was the first signing for a first female signing. She was talking about being the face of the women's division. And, you know, think about all the other stuff, the lights out match with um, Thunder Rosa, mm. you know, the match where she busted open and facing the camera. Then they created a T-shirt for. I, I mean, she deserves this. So much. Uh, it was a great match and good for Britt Baker. This should be a long... My favorite part wasn't even the match. It's the end when she's walking up the ramp and she gives Tony Schiavone a big hug. Mm -hmm. I love that moment. That was a great moment. Fantastic moment. Congratulations to Britt Baker on becoming the AEW Women's Champion. Also, by the way, thank God they have a new belt because that old belt was just so small. It was just like, what is that? Is that a toy? Finally, they have a big... It's the same belt, but it's a bigger belt. It actually looks like a title belt. So, congratulations to Britt Baker. Good job, Tony Khan. Good job, Tony Khan. You did a good thing. Um, Next, we had Sting and Darby Allin defeating Ethan Page and Scorpion Sky in a tag team match. Sting, at 62 years old, Mike, he still got it. He still got it. That that's very true. I and look, I I'm not knocking Sting here because he's one of the all time greats. But at 62 years old, he should be going over young talent. Well, but see, I do I, agree with I do agree with you, Mike. But I think because Darby Allen's with him, I think that makes up for it. I, I think that's part of it. I think also part of it was this was your first event in front of a live crowd in who God knows how long. And so let them pop for Sting. Yeah, let them pop for the legend and let them get the pop in for Sting. Yeah. It's not a problem for me because it's Sting. We know Sting is not getting the world title eventually. No. Um, But at 62 years old, he should not be doing the things. He should not be able to do the things he's doing. No, he shouldn't be. Sting. Uh, Steve Borden, I need to know your regiment. I need to know what you're eating because I want to be that good when I'm 62. Like we we th- 
Like, why was he released? Well, we thought he could never wrestle because of the buckle bomb. Yep. Nope. No, turns out he, he's fine. He he can go. Which makes me even angrier that we never got the taker match. Yeah, seriously. But um, also, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky are both phenomenal. Mm-hmm. On the mic and in the ring. So. And this match really elevated them. Yeah. You know, so. like you said, I think I think Sting going over worked in this sense just because you let the live crowd pop for Sting. And Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky are elevated just purely being in the ring with Sting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, fantastic match. Uh, go watch just for... <laughs> just for the... Just for Sting. Just for Sting, man. Freaking Sting at 62 years old. I want to be that good. I want to move that well when I'm 62 years old. Uh, before we get to the main event, we got some news that the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, is now all elite. He's now a, I guess, trainer or as an analyst for the upcoming AEW Rampage show. He's going to be an analyst and a coach. So a like coach. an agent for them. I mean, I don't think there's anyone more deserving than Mark Henry in that kind of position. He's a legend of this business. He's a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. He is in the Hall of Fame. Oh, that is that's right. He's in the Hall of Fame. I forgot about that. But he's a Hall of Famer. He's a legend of this business. So congrats on Mark Henry for getting this this high end position. No one more deserving than than him, I think. No, I agree with you. And if you go listen, if you have Sirius XM Radio, there's a a, a show called Busted Open with Dave Lagreca. Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray. Bully Ray and Dave LaGreca, I think it was Tuesday, interviewed Mark Henry to explain this, explain why he made the move. Check it out. It's a great interview. And Mark Henry explains a lot. Also, it's a phenomenal show if you're a wrestling fan. Oh, it really is. Uh, all right. Uh, up next, we had uh, Kenny Omega defeating Orange Cassidy and what oh, camera was the th- a third guy? Uh, Pac. Pac defeated Orange Cassidy and Pac to retain his AEW World Championship match. Oh my God, Mike! Again, I've seen the the highlights from this match. Match of the night. These three put on an absolute clinic. They did, and I mean. We, we know how good Pac is because we've seen him. We know how good Omega is. We know how good Caddy Omega is. Orange Cassidy's a stud. He is. Um, he absolutely is. Uh, this match really highlighted all the men's strengths. Mike, I know you you were there live for this match. Uh, to me, this contends with Je- uh, Benoit Michaels Triple H is the best triple threat of all time. This it's was, right. It's right there. It's this right there. Great. This was absolutely fantastic. I agree with us. Uh, uh, Cena on this. Go out of your way to watch this match. If you watch any match from Double or Nothing 2021, watch the Triple Threat. Yes, because it was that good. All right, and finally, we had the Inner Circle taking on the Pinnacle in the second ever. Um, Stadium Stampede match. Now, basically, it's a just a massive brawl. Um, a lot of funny spots. I, Mike, I, you know, we're big football guys. Plug for our Wishbone Shotgun uh, football podcast. I popped big for the Urban Meyer. Oh, piano. my God. That was so funny. Just like, hey, coach, how you doing? And he just like waxed. He's like, coach, can I have that laptop real quick? He just smacks MJF. Jericho does with the laptop. Oh, it was so funny. Um. But um, really surprising. The part where MJF has the landline. Oh, my God. Oh. That was, oh, yeah, just a lot of great moments in this match. Um, I don't know about you, Mike. I'm surprised at who won. I was, too. I was, too. Because the whole stipulation was if the inner circle lost, that they had to disband. Inner circle wins. So... Let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Mike. I I thought about it before we came on the show, and I think I know what's going to happen. So Fozzie's tour dates really ramp up after September fifth, two thousand twenty-one. Would you like to take a guess what happens on September fifth, two thousand twenty-one? 
That alive dynamite? That'd be no, it'd be all out. Oh. So I don't know. I think this is too on the nose, but I do believe at all out it's gonna be MJF versus Chris Jericho one on one. Loser leaves AEW. That to me makes too much sense just because it gives you a marquee match at all out. It puts MJF over massively, and it would be a way for right Chris Jericho to write be written off. And he could obviously he'll come back when it's when he can, but right. Uh, that that makes sense. Or or you could do a loser has to disband their their group faction. and you just maybe do like an injury angle for Jericho. But yeah. If you're going to do that, then wasn't that what Blood and Guts was supposed to be? Because Jericho just came back. That's true, but you, you know what? The, I, I felt like the Blood and Guts thing was kind of rushed. It was. But like I felt you have to escalate it to that point. I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with what they did, but I'm just saying um, you could have done Stadium Stampede first and then the Blood and Guts. Mm-hmm. And that's how this could have went. But, you know, I'm not complaining. We got two really good marquee matches out of it. Right. And so we'll we'll see what happens with Jericho MJF. Like I said, I just think that's where they're going. Um, And also, just to reiterate what I said about my point about Adam Page. Listen, All Out's happening in September. Adam Page versus Kenny Omega is the main event. It has to be. It has to be. Adam Page has to be the one to dethrone Kenny Omega <laughs> and you make the biggest star in the company by having Adam Page defeat Kenny Omega. That's what has to happen, in my opinion. I'm not going to argue that. I think that's a fair call. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the other thing is that I liked about Stadium Stampede, just going back to it, I like how they got the right guy to get the pin. With Gavar because he's the mm. one who surrendered at Blood and Guts. He Kinda was redeemed able, himself. He redeemed himself by getting the pen at, at state uh, at the stadium stampede. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great to see him get elevated and stuff like that. The whole group's been elevated in the long, along with the pinnacle. So, but we'll guy we'll keep you guys updated on AEW's happenings throughout the next couple of weeks. Obviously, like I said, we'll keep you updated on the more WWE releases and see if those selling rumors come to fruition. But that is going to do it for this episode of the Face Turn Podcast. Thank you, Mike, for joining me here tonight. And thank you all for listening. Uh, We will see you guys next time. Patchy, enjoy your future endeavors, buddy.